have a very special episode uh, today, Jerks in the Blind, and it's not so much special because of the topic, but it's the first episode that we're recording here in our mobile studios <laughs> on our way down to our cousin Terry's wedding. What I mean by that is what mobile studios, it's my Volkswagen Tiguan that we're recording from today. Uh, my co-host, as always, and co-pilot today joins me, Dog, welcome. Riding shotgun, how you doing there? Everybody out there in uh, Jerkland. Yeah, so we are, our, our ride's been pretty interesting so far. We're somewhere south of Hartford, somewhere north of Fairfield to start this podcast. We've come through sleet, we've come through snow. Uh, Mid-April, heading down to New Jersey for uh, our cousin's wedding, as I said. So the idea of the, the podcast today uh, is is a two-parter. So this is part one of uh, part of two parts. It's called Jerks in the Blind. So Phil and I have each researched or come up with a topic that the other has no idea what it is or what that topic is, but we should have some knowledge of it. Anyways, this is Phil's episode to come at me. Um, so we I, supposedly he's got something prepared. I don't know. Yeah, a little bit of uh, Wiki, Wikipedia deep dive, dog. And I guess I'll just start it off by asking you, what are your feelings around product placement in movies? Oh, my feelings. Oh. Um, I know you like to get emotional, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Pisces, um, but no, uh, product placement in movies. I mean, I understand some things wouldn't be funded without it, but I pretty much, I don't really want commercialism in my art at all, really, so, or, or in my movies. Like, I, it's so, sometimes so heavy-handed. I mean, alright, so, I know what movie you're thinking of just because you're my brother, uh, Swordfish and Heineken. Yeah, I mean that—that that was one of the many that I have. You so know, Heineken down. is all over the movie Swordfish, which Phil loves, um, and it's so—it's such an overt display, or like the, there's so much Heineken in that movie yeah. that it's really obvious that it's—it's that's uh, placed in there for that purpose. Yeah, always, usually with product placement, what you see is—is is any type of product that has either helped fund the movie or. Or being featured is always labels out. There's, it's, it's. Sometimes it's subtle. In Swordfish, it certainly was. And anytime, you know, anyone would take a drink of Heineken, they would pick up and put down the bottle with the with the label facing the camera. It's basically, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know what product placement is, it's in with it's advertisements within movies. Yeah. So I mean, and again, you have to sell your movie and you have to fund it. I mean. So there has to be a whole slew of things that go into, again, the production of it. But I think if you're trying to make a movie for an effect, like effective art, you got You, you sake, have to limit you, it. You, you have definitely to have to I mean, limit it. I don't know if, if, I mean, I was even watching uh, From Dusk Till Dawn the other day, and I wondered if, if Jack Daniels was was a. Uh, so I'll, I'll let that. from what I understand from all my research, and what I mean by that is just Googling and wikipedia there is hardly any mistake that if there's any mention to any brand, mm -hmm. there is usually some sort of transaction that's gone on. Right, I so would imagine so. Right. The, what would you guess the average, if you just had to guess the average product that was placed in a movie, now, now granted, this is for blockbuster and indie films, all the like, what would you say the average company pays for their for their product to be featured in a movie to be in one single scene yeah so a brief sub, under 60 seconds to be featured in a movie um i would guess that they would pay 
for a big for a feature film for a blockbuster, I would guess they would pay half a million dollars. Okay. So it can be upwards of of that amount of money. In fact, I'll get into records and facts later. But the average spot in a movie only costs a company $22,000. Well, it's a great plug then. I mean, why wouldn't the company do that? It's it's really... It just sucks that some productions are that desperate. I mean, what is it going into, I guess I wonder? Like that, like the Swordfish. Okay, massive cast, and it had yeah. to have a huge backing. But Heineken is all over that movie, so did they fund, of course, like, ten times that, so were they doing, were they covering half of it, were, like, because, so the for reason I bring that up, because it detracts from the movie, like, it's so obviously a Heineken commercial that I think it detracts from the movie, which is why it's a great example to use. So, that's what I kind of wanted to talk with you, and this being my topic and you being in the blind, I'm wondering, what I want to understand by the end of this podcast is what level of advertisement or product placement in a movie just ruins it for you. I'll, I'll set the bar for myself. There's one that I did a lot of research on. Uh, it was a John Favreau movie called The Chef. You remember this movie where yeah. he, he's basically this big chef at a, at a restaurant. He gets pissed off with like the whole industry and then, and then opens up his own like food truck and, and kind of takes you know the country yeah, I'm by aware, storm. I'm aware of the movie because he has a uh, Netflix show where he goes around uh, to different restaurants and stuff and meets with chefs, but I, I understand the movie. Yeah, so basically what the what the movie was, if you go back and watch it, it's one big rolling ad for Twitter. Mm. So the way he gets his business off the ground is he uses social media and he learns how to use Twitter. And I would say the movie doesn't have, maybe at the beginning it does, but once once he starts to get the, um, the food truck rolling, there probably isn't five minutes that goes by without a little bluebird tweet somewhere within the movie mm-hmm. and th- that's probably the level of advertisement where it does it did ruin the movie for me it sounds like heineken and swordfish was was it i don't for know you? if it ruined it it just detracted from the movie um but you can have product placement that all right so the movie you got mail that had to have been funded by aol aol yeah but the it was a new for the time it came out, um, it was, you know, late 90s, uh, maybe early 2000s. Anyways, probably late 90s. And email was new. And it was a new way to communicate. It was a new way to uh, have a, a pen pal or a, 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 a mystery date. Right. Or what, what would you call it? Yeah, something, yeah, you know, yeah. Something pen, like that. Yeah, pen pal. Like a mystery pen pal. Or I like mean, a it, secret admirer. There you go. It was probably the earliest form of online dating before all these apps. Exactly. So were, so there's a story in it in that it's a new uh, occurrence that comes with the technology or with that specific company. AOL was the company that was, you know, the right. first one to do email um, and communication via the internet. Um, so is that a shameless plug or is that, I'm, I imagine AOL benefited from it and funded it largely, but yeah. I think the story was really, again, was had to be done at some point with a new, just with a new form of way of living or communicating. Uh, I, I highly doubt that AOL stock went up or down when that movie right, went out. Right, but, right. but there are certain products, though, that, that if effectively used through product placement can go through the roof. Um, one, in my research, one of the thing, one of the products, the most successful product 
of all time, or the one that, that went that brought their sales up the biggest, was from the same movie. Two products from the same movie. And that was from Toy Story. The Etch-A-Sketch company, which was kind of going belly up before Toy Story came out, mm -hmm. went, they saw their sales after Toy Story go up 4,000%. Wow. The other one that was pretty successful from that, could you guess? Mattel or? Uh, Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato, right. I, and which... their sales went through the roof. I think it was to the tune of like 800%, but still, like antiquated toys that were were out of, you know, that were probably go have gone, no one would have noticed if they were ever gone, but because that movie brought them back to life, literally, mm -hmm. pun intended, then, <laughs> nice. then uh, the marketing that went along with it too. Uh, little distraction here. We're going through a tunnel on the Merritt Parkway right now, so if the audio sounds a little bit different, then then you'll know why. Little yeah, white, little white knuckle moment there. But <laughs> so, anyways, the so as far as product placement goes, another another. What would you say? So right now there is a franchise franchise in particular that that does the highest grossing sales, and in fact the latest edition of this movie or of this franchise, I should say saw an estimated $45 million worth of product placement within it. And when I, when I found out what the movie was and what the franchise was, I was actually pretty stunned because it's not that obvious when you're watching the movie. Can you guess what it was? I would say Fast and Furious. That's a good guess. Uh, and that would, you know, it'd be like Honda or, you know, the car companies that would put into yep. it. But I, I, nope. I don't know. This, this, this series has always been car oriented. There's car. always been at least one or two cars Mission Impossible that have been future. You're, you're dancing around it. Uh, I don't know. Hit me with it. James Bond. James Bond. Yeah. So yeah. if you remember, I remember yeah, the no, one. Think about like the watches and like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of right. sense. So it's all high end stuff. It's not necessarily there's there's a competition out there. Much like so this is kind of this franchise is like the Super Bowl of product placement and the fact that the spots are a lot more expensive than the average than the average uh, you know product placement in a movie would be so if you can get your car to be the bonds car whether that's the z3 bmw mm -hmm. the you know, the aston martin that they have the audi whatever right right uh, which the audi came out with the invisible car if you remember that from the pierce brosnan <laughs> days yeah uh still waiting for that one to release but anyways if you could get your car on the big screen in a james bond movie that is an international advertisement that is probably more beneficial more people will probably see a james bond movie than will watch the super bowl in one year yeah no i i think that that makes a lot i don't well I, that's arguable i think more people watch the super bowl than we'll see it so we're, we're talking bond. reoccurring yeah, views and and true and true. In, international no but it's also a status it's a status symbol like right. if bond is, has it then uh then it's classy Exactly. So it's it's not just the cars too. I guess that there's, you know, a lot to do with the clothes that he's wearing, the sunglasses, the shoes. So uh, I'm gonna cut you off and go a different direction real quick. So you asked me when it is an issue, or when product placement is an issue in a movie, or when it when it takes me out of it. So this is an interesting thing that I experienced in Arrested Development, the show. So there, the company Google um, is of course the original. Well, Ask Jeeves might be the original search engine. <laughs> I was always a Lycos guy myself. Jeeves but, is yeah. sitting in someone's his grandmother's basement still somewhere, like trying to hang on. 
You, st- you can still go to Ask Jeeves and then it'll send you to Google. Yeah. <coughs> Anyways. Their, their, their marketing was very similar to <coughs> Mr. Skin. The... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just brought you to another site that would bring you to where you needed to go. Uh, anyways, uh, but Google, so, so the, the, Googling something is a popular term. It's almost should be in the dictionary because we all use it on a daily basis. If you need to look something up, say, oh, just Google it. Um, and that is, is copyrighted, of course, you know, the, the company named Google. And in Arrested Development, that he, might, the newer versions, uh, Michael's driving around the Google car and they have to blank out the, the company name and they have to say just something in. And it's like what, the absence of like being able to say it because you'd have to pay that company in order to say it, I think is just kind of like, it, it's, it's doing what it's supposed to do in, term, in that case in terms of it's pointing it out and saying this is kind of bullshit, like we should be able to say Google it without having to pay them a shitload of money. Right. Um, but but I, I I do I think that's when it really only pisses me off. Like I, the 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 Heineken and the Swordfish and the the overt uh, you know um, commercialism in some movies I don't think really bothers me as much as I think you anticipated. Because you know Phil Phil of course tries to get me on these anti man rants. <laughs> It's not hard. It's not hard. (laughs) But in this case, I I mean, I understand where these movies are coming from. And if I'm seeing something I'm taking real serious, like, uh, all right, so this movie that we discussed a lot this past year was Midsommar. Mm -hmm. Do you think there was any product placement in Midsommar? Maybe the the, uh, airline. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Possibly just the airline, but I don't remember them going out to eat anywhere or anything. Like, they they were. you know, they get to the to that cult camp pretty quickly. Right, exactly. So, I mean, the, and those are the movies for me that I take more seriously than something like a, a, an action movie that is just there for my, you know, mindless pleasure anyways. Uh, so if they're going to throw some products in there, I, I think we're keen enough uh, viewers. I think we're, you know, we're more... I think you and I, and, and most most people listening, are more are keen to that, especially because we grew up with it. You yeah. Know? Like products were, you know, we were in the Nickelodeon generation, the MTV generation, where product like TRL, like the there was sixty seconds of the the music video you wanted to see because the whole show was about products and selling something. Yeah. And that was one of the most popular shows we grew up with. So. Oh, in the credits of TRL, they would roll. You know, every single piece of article that Carson Daly was wearing, they would have it in the credits, thanks to X, Y, and Z. Um, but, so, as far as getting back to um, just other things that are that are in, so when you say that it's overt, it's definitely something that when I'm watching a movie that I'm keeping an eye out for. Like, if, mm-hmm. if someone pulls a car up, so friends, if you go back and watch Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. it's huge, Jeep and Ford are huge in that in that I think it's actually more for the Jeep but like they there's scenes where like you'll pull up and the camera will be focusing on the emblem on the sure. front of the car and then yep. pan out mm-hmm. um, probably something as a kid I didn't realize but if you go back and watch that that's obvious um, sometimes they turn in movies they turn this overtness into satire satire yeah, so that's what any, I like any type of Mike Myers movie there's always some sort of 
whether it's Austin Powers or Mike Myers. Right. I think that there's a whole scene where he goes on for like five minutes saying how he won't sell out. Right. And then takes a swig of Pepsi that just like... Or just like that penis pump, which, you know, that you definitely bought in, a, in your closet. <laughs> that's definitely not his bag, baby. Like, that's, that's sold. Clearly, that's sold, right? Uh, that's not mine, baby. That's not my bag, baby. It's, <laughs> and neither is the book. <laughs> But anyways, I there is yeah when it's when it's pointing a finger at her, breaking that wall, breaking that third barrier or whatever. Um, then it is funny. Then it's funny, but does it? Your initial question, does it bother me? I don't think as much as you anticipated, because it's just kind of something you have to accept with a yeah. Hollywood movie. Yeah, um, I kind of when I'm watching movies, I go, oh cool, that's part product placement, and then I'll just kind of move on. Right, like, it's kind of something that they have they have to fund the movie somehow. But also, then it's like, do they really have to put millions and millions and millions of do- like? I was watching this. I can't remember what I was watching the other day, but I was just like, God, this must have been like hundreds of millions of dollars, and it's just garbage. Like, was it worth like all of this like moving around of money and having to allocate this? Yeah, anyways, it's just like, what's the what's the point? So in, in the research, and I didn't go back and watch Iron Man, but apparently Iron Man has some of like the most over... Burger King? Yeah, of course. It is. But, yeah. And, oh, then, yeah. and then the other one that had uh, overt that was on the list was Back to the Future. So sure. when he goes from, from time frame to time frame to time frame, there's sure. different looking Nikes, there's different mm-hmm. looking signs for like a, you know, I don't know, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, whatever whatever was in that movie, sure. mm-hmm. that seemed to be the one that... that you know, from the articles that I read and the research that I did, that just seemed to be the most egregious, especially at that time in the '80s where it hasn't hadn't really been done as much. Before. Well, it was it was just coming into prominence because I watched uh, Blade Runner, the the final cut, the, for the first time the other day, the Harrison Ford movie, the original one, and uh, like I was trying. There's a all this. Uh, it's a dystopian future where you know there's all of this um, uh, these video advertisements everywhere and it's uh like this woman taking a pill or something i thought it was gonna be a part of the movie but all it was was coca-cola ad like but they made such a big emphasis on the oh this is the way that advertisements are now i think we saw that in minority report too right right? so something like yeah yeah they would read your eyes and then catch your attention by shouting out your name based off of the you know the data that they were pulling from your eyes or whatever so Mm -hmm. i mean it's 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 all been kind of done before and you know, movies try to try to do it um, either subconsciously or in, di- in different or in different overtly. ways. I, I'd like to think that I catch it eighty percent of the time, but maybe that's not something I, I honestly really look out for in movies all that much. Again, I think it's something that I my brain or my like I allowed. I'm already approaching a movie expecting to suspend reality, so like stuff like that, I feel like my brain has constructed a filter of just like okay push that to the side and focus on what's actually going on here and that but that's probably the effectiveness of of uh you know of subtle advertising like that is it's in my brain still but like i'm not giving it and then it's when i'm out not giving it the power and then when i'm out i'm like oh i could really use that you're like you know it's yeah who knows who knows what it's doing the lasting effects of of what it's doing with like you know commercialism or whatever mm-hmm. um but but yeah i i'm i think since we've been doing this pod i think that there's certain things like whether it's points that you brought up whether it's product placement or you know effects or movie cliches the more that you and i have been talking about this the more when i sit down to watch a movie that i'm 
on alert for those particular things. Mm-hmm. And I think I enjoy them. I think I I think it makes me feel smarter. No, you're like it's that, it's seeing through the production. It's e- like even though I want to make it clear, I'm by talking with you, I'm in no way <laughs> <laughs> any smarter. smarter. <laughs> You award me no points. <laughs> yeah, a simple no would have been all right, but all right. But, but yeah, I, I'm like, okay, cool. Like, oh, they just cut to different scenes, and, you know, he had one button open, and, you know, a second ago, and now, like, the lighting's a little... Anyways, it's just kind of being able to kind of notice those things. Actually, mm-hmm. with you would think it would deter from my enjoyment of a movie, but it actually is now enhanced it now that you and I have kind of... Yeah, well, it's it just kind of... I mean, there's there's, like, culture to... The, to productions and stuff like that, you know? And I think there's also, you know, Hollywood has, there's stuff going on in Hollywood that, you know, we've all grown to just accept. Um, like Forrest Gump, I imagine there's a shitload oh, of product, product placement in that. And, and products Dr. That Dr. I, Pepper. He, he, yeah, exactly. I think in like four different scenes, he's talking about his favorite drink, Dr. Pepper. But I don't think that it's necessarily... <sighs> a bad thing for art because I'm not sure if it detracts so much like it, it's it's bad because it's I don't think I think uh, it's like manipulative psychology no but so so here's here's a reason why I think it's good because I mean for let's just say for a bunch of indie films let's use Entourage for for instance right <laughs> Entourage probably had so much product placement in it but yeah. I think the way that I, that I read from not only Entourage but different, there was a bartering system going on. Yeah, I there think was, I think your uh, Sasha Gray, the porn star, probably her uh, her internet clicks went think, up, right? Yeah, I think you're more familiar with her brand than I am, but yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was trying to pull a joke, but it didn't come out. But <laughs> like your history, anyways. Anyway, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, uh, good dig, dog. Uh, uh, no, no, but. So if if you're if you have some indie film that hey we need to have a car race or whatever, and they don't have it budgeted to rent you know a couple of Lamborghinis, if you get the right people within Hollywood that to kind of you know meet hands, you can be like okay here you can have this advertisement for free, you can have the Lamborghini featured in my car, and it's a win-win for both parties. So mm-hmm. I think that it is good for smaller for smaller. Um, you know, artists. Yeah, are smaller sure. Directors. So, like, exactly. So, something that may not have been made because they couldn't get you know a big studio to sponsor it is getting sponsored through alternative means. That's that's fine and good. I just think, I just think it's again, it's it's so subtle and it's playing with like it's playing with psychology. I think it's kind of manipulative psychology and marketing. Um, but okay, so such as such as Hollywood. So I. I I, I can't say it upsets me all that much, but I'm I'm aware of it, and and I guess I guess I'm okay with it more so than I thought I'd be. So what what would you guess the most prominent product or the most prominent uh, company is in throughout all the movies? Mm, Coca Cola, Main, mainly modern. Coca Cola. It's not, it's not Coca Cola. Or how about? Um, Give you one more guess. All right, if not Coca Cola, then. I mean, McDonald's have, is pretty have, good. One last guess. We have two of these products both in our pockets right now. Oh, Apple. Apple. Mm. Apple, according to the research oh, that I was mm. going, since 2010, Apple appears in 30% mm. of wow. all movies. That's, yeah, I mean, 
Well, they almost have. That's the thing. Like the Google thing. Like saying, right. oh, I have to Google something. Like it, it it's just a part a of society. Exactly. It's like you're gonna have a phone. It's like, do you just for the shot? Like, are you gonna have to just get a generic phone that like you don't pay the company that owns it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If it's in the shot, then they have to pay royalties, which is it's. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't. I think that's above me there. But right, there's so much like so much of bad. that little stuff that sure, goes into movies, right? That we just don't. That we just take for granted. For that's when. That's why at the end you see 500 names that are scrolling because uh-huh. everyone's got their own. You know their own thing. There had to have been some sort of contract negotiation in order for, you know, whoever, Dom Dom Draper. Or that's a that's a show. Then they would. Whatever to to mention Lucky Strike. No, it's it, it's in order to you know it, there is some symbiotic relationships here. So people helping other people. I wonder who would help the jerks in the fourth round. Well, I'd like Man, to take this a, polar. This polar seltzer. <laughs> that's where we'd like sure to take a moment to thank our sponsors, fresh. Polar Seltzer. <laughs> always fresh, always cold, always picky. Thanks, pick, Polar Fresh. Pick pick the polar. <laughs> uh, but even coming down here, we just went through Worcester probably an hour and a half ago. They've got that big polar sign on yep. the side. Yeah. I mean, we've been going by that for years well, and years but, and years. All right. So how about this, though? Um, I, in this podcast, I've made a conscious decision not to do any advertising. We discussed it before. And for me, in this format here, it's not movies. You know, it's, you know, it's you're listening, so you don't want to listen to a commercial. But, like, I won't – we don't want to have one – a commercial, not or something not focused on what we're talking about on our podcasts. Well, yeah, that and th- no one's offered us that much money. No, 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 no. But there's an option on Anchor. Yeah, but yeah, okay. So for 15 cents, we're not. Uh, an episode, I'm saying we're I'm, not selling. I'm saying out. there. All right, so we're saying it's fine in Hollywood and it's good, and there's some symbiosis that happening between Dog, the. If Polar Spring, by the way, the I'm reason saying, we mentioned Polar, I'm, I'm if Polar comes myself. to us, you totally are. Because That's if, what Pol- I'm saying. if Polar came to us and said, "We'll give you," I mean, I would sell out it. I hope no Polar reps are listening to this because they're killing our leverage. But if a Polar rep said, "Hey, we love your podcast. Mention Polar every single time, and we'll give you ten thousand dollars for the year. You and I could split it." I totally fucking do that. Yeah, yeah, but the, okay, but that's a, a an amount of money that it is not what I'm talking about. So, the amount of money that we're talking about is literally like a dollars, single dollars or cents that we can make on this podcast if we did the advertising the way that our platform sets it up. And I'm like, no, fuck that. A few dollars or cents is is not really is not really worth it. So, I mean, again, the, it, it's at what point is is it good or bad? I mean, right. so it would be bad, I think, in this format, and I, it's not something I really want, but if someone's going to throw 10 grand for a plug that Everyone's got their prices. What I'm I mean, saying, and I think that that's what these move these these producers see when it's coming to bring, like the bottom dollar. Like if if they can make an extra million or two, and not have to, that doesn't come out of their pockets. Then I think it's easy. It's an easy decision for them to the point where the average is twenty two thousand dollars. So I even think that the the average producer would just be like, okay, he's going to be in a bar. If we put a thing of Budweiser on the bar, like, you know, if that's the difference between. You know, fifty grand in my pocket that I don't have to spend right, but then, on. But then you find out that Polar Seltzers really actually made in Malaysia, and that there's little kids' blood in it. Because no, I'm just like that's the thing. Like that's the stickiness with 
as soon as you have someone, another company attached to your thing that doesn't represent you, then you're attached to that. I guess, but I mean, all you'd have to do is have a press conference just being like, hey, listen, when we signed a contract, we, we didn't know that, and we denounce anyone who... It's not who, supposed to be little kids' blood who, in my yeah, seltzer water. Yeah, sets up sweatshops. Like, <laughs> believe me, Doug, I've thought about this for the jerks already. We can deny, <laughs> deny, deny, and still collect them checks, so... No, well, okay, but you have to have some awareness of what you are. Sure. We're talking about nonsense stuff that doesn't mean really much of anything, it's... Mostly our family and friends. So right. It's not so, like a Michael Moore documentary is—he's not going to take an NRA sponsorship. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, but I think it's more the principle that you're 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 bringing up the contradiction within me, and I'm acknowledging it, and I think it's an interesting point. So, I don't—I can suspend it when I'm like it doesn't bother me in some of my most some of my most favorite art pieces of art or movies or or uh, TV shows, but in my own product or in my own mind in my own life like I fend off away from it so much to I guess to what end really is the point I think just in any type of media or any type of just everyday it's life it's just the intention it's it's the in principle and it's the intention it's the uh, it's the you know ability to think for yourself a little bit but I think like just even here driving in this car like just look around right now. You've got your polar drink right. You got your polar seltzer drink right there. We're surrounded by cars who purposely put Chevrolet right here to okay, the right of us. Okay, I'm looking at this van next to me. It says that vaned band, <laughs> and it's a groovy like. Um, yeah, it's take a, a groovy Scooby Doo. Take a picture. We'll put it up on uh, a, on Insta. It's a groovy Scooby Doo van. This thing is barely getting down the road right now. That van band, sick. Anyways, um, so anyways, what I'm saying is, I hope that they're a sweet band that everybody checks out. We're we're constantly being surrounded by advertisements all day to the point where we can't even do this podcast without seeing seeing a Honda sign in front of us, seeing uh, the next rest stop has a McDonald's or a Subway. I think that we're just so surrounded by it in our everyday life. I mean, even look at watching a sports games. So just let it happen. Just let it. Just just eat it up and just let it. Like keep like I you think can't just you can't just live in a cave and, and, but, yeah, and block you, yourself. But from I it. think making yourself aware of it, making yourself conscious of it, which we are doing by having this conversation, which, like you said, even just by having these conversations, you're noticing it more in movies. I think just that alone is worth my opposition. Like it raises more awareness surrounding it, and it opposes the subtle psychology that they're trying to manipulate. <laughs> A culture of people is that not like such a is that not a bad position to be in to to try to oppose no like, but i don't think that it's just I, I don't think that it's just in movies i just think that it's everywhere which is why it doesn't bother me in movies as much as i thought that it listen but, i understand you have to buy things i buy things all the time i have an app like but you using your dollar in a smart way or like letting not letting an advertiser in an advertisement influence you as much just by acknowledging it I think is an important part of society or living in capitalism like you need there needs to be checks and balances there needs to be conversations about what's happening to us because it you know in this this world where we have the internet and the and cell phones and, and mobile technology that we do it takes us out and it's changing us and I think it's it's, it's changing the way that we consume things, and we don't know how it's going to affect us in the long run, so it's worth 
pumping the brakes and having a conversation about it and checking it before just we just accepted it. Okay. All right. Well, this is we're at the point right now where this is where I was hoping this was going. So yeah, you got I, me, I, son <laughs> of a fucking bitch. That's I chose too easy. It is too easy. Like, I mean, it took my, me. It took me about thirty minutes. But. My guard gets down, and then you know, I'm transparent. I let. I, but it's. It, I'm not. I'm not foolish, though. I understand. No, I'm not trying to, to fool buy, you. I no, just knew that you'd be passionate about But I understand that we this. need to buy things and we need to have you know uh, big consumer products in order to kind of work in this world sometimes but again I think it's just more the it's more the awareness again bring it back to the movies and product placement I think just having that awareness of it I think this this conversation again is is important to keeping it in check and not getting it to a point where it's just you know the, the homogeny of culture which is like it's just the same culture across the board throughout the states like I like the little pockets I like the variation so that's that's like, funny you bring that up and I don't know if I would have remembered this in my research but so a lot of these movies if they're being released in different countries they will have if, if a car is driving down the street and you see you know a Taco Bell or you might see a different thing in if it's released in China they'll film it with green screens up on billboards in the background to have to sell different spaces within yeah. the movie itself yeah so different people are getting different experiences though the movie and the actors are doing the same scene movies people who are viewing it sometimes you know whether they're in china they're in italy whatever mexico the united states they're seeing different things in some movies so it gets that deep yeah the that's place well that's why i'm saying it's like it although it seems subtle and it seems harmless there's like some serious thought and manipulation that's going into it like and I just think that it's macro psychology. It's them using, it's companies using macro psychology against see, an I don't individual. You I don't, don't see, see that. It, no, I don't see it that way. I see it as the producer saying, "Hey, we have an opportunity. We're going to be selling this. <laughs> this movie is going to be premiering in five different." So what countries. is that company saying then? The, the company saying, "Oh, we have this opportunity to put that golden arches of McDonald's in someone's head, and the next time they drive by, they're like, you know what? I could use a." You know what I mean? It's the same thing that you do. Is that healthy? When when you do your gigs and you mention jerks in the fourth row, (laughs) you're you're doing the same thing. (laughs) Because I'm desperate for people to listen. No, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I just well, we don't have we don't advertise any other way besides Instagram to our friends and family. Disco stew does not advertise. No, I I just think uh, well, it's something that I can get behind, and it's my product. It's me. It's it's us. It's my thing. Like same with I'm performing. It's you know I'm allowed to. I mean, I'm Steve, allowed to sell myself. So is but so is Steve Bezos, and he's just doing it at a, gr- a much greater level. But you guys are doing the same act. I don't think he's saying I want to shape someone's mind. I don't think the producer of a movie. I think the producer of a movie saying, hey, we have five different opportunities. No, I'm trying to connect instead with of making people. instead of making one, one, uh, you know, one dollar off this billboard. Let's make five. Like it's just maximizing profits. I don't think that they're. There's someone on the set going, oh, I'm going to screw America's brain up, or I'm going to screw America's... Take advantage of, of, again, this opportunity to... But I don't think that there's anyone on the set of these movies that are that are deep, deep diving in psychology. I think in it's all company, money-based. In it's these all, companies there are, though. All right. Anyways, let's let's end it here, because we're steering off of product placement. We wanted to keep it to 30 minutes. While it's right you're around 35. The road. I have. I did almost kill us once. Uh, you might have heard a beep. That was just my auto brake. <laughs> I say, I in. may have saved the dogs in our lives. Yeah. 
So we made it through part one and we're alive. Uh, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, be on the lookout for Jerks in the Blind part two, where Tim will feature his. Drink polar seltzer. Got my stay, got my <laughs> Set me up to zone.